Greetings, everyone. This is Terry Naturally with another edition of Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And we are here primarily for you. We want you to be as healthy as possible. And you know, we are the only ones, you and I, that are responsible for our health. No one else. No one can make choices for us. And that's how we either have good health or bad health based on the choices we make every day. The doctor does not make any choices for us. Even if we're on drugs, that sure does not make us healthier. It may help save our life, and that's why drugs are necessary in some cases. But by and large, our health is dependent on food and the nutritional aspect of the food that we eat. Now, if you eat junk, you're not getting the vitamins and minerals and all of the other accessory food factors like polyphenols to make you healthy, to provide you with health. So you, if you're eating junk foods, fast foods, and tons of carbohydrates and sugar, you're setting yourself up for a disaster. Maybe no one ever told you that health is our responsibility. And it truly is. 98% of all disease is caused by our lifestyle choices, our lifestyle, what we decide it to be. So make better choices. Eat a very healthy diet. Either follow the ketogenic diet, which I do and I have for many years, or the paleo diet, which is a good diet as well, or the Mediterranean diet. All of these diets emphasize proteins and fats, fruits and vegetables, and little, little or no carbohydrates and sugar. There are downfalls. Carbohydrates turn into sugar. And we eat about 250 pounds of sugar annually, each one of us. Oh, I'm not me. I eat no sugar whatsoever. And my carbohydrate intake is about 20 to 50 grams per day. Most Americans consume 400 to 500 grams per day. Mine is less than 50. You'll have more energy. You'll feel better. You'll sleep like a baby. You'll have more strength, more muscle tone. And you'll lose weight easily. You don't need all those diets that you see advertised on TV. Just give up the carbs and emphasize proteins and fats. Lots of olive oil, cream, butter, eggs, all the good fats. And you will lose weight like crazy. Now, you will not lose too much weight. You'll lose weight and it will stop at a certain point. Now, when I went on the ketogenic diet, I was weighing 185 pounds. I'm five foot seven. And our waistline should be half of our height. So my waistline at that time was 36 inches. 
That makes me that I should be six foot tall. Well, I'm not six foot tall, but I had the waistline for someone who is six feet tall. So my waistline should be 30 or 32. After going on the ketogenic diet, my weight dropped to 160, sometimes 155. My waistline is 30 to 32. I have more strength, I have more muscle tone. My body is, is lean and mean and in good shape. Now, if I can do that at my age, think of what you can do at your age. You can be much, much better off. And when I talk to people that have gone on a change of diet, because you can't eat the American diet and eat less of the American diet and think you're going to be healthy. You're not going to be healthy. You're just reducing your calories. Calories mean nothing. You're going to eat 2,000, 3,000 calories of the Mediterranean diet or the paleo diet or the ketogenic diet, and you'll lose weight. You don't have to cut calories. You just have to cut the food you're eating that makes you fat, and that's carbohydrates and sugar. And your weight will stop, and it seems like it always stops proportionally to your body size. You won't be like losing too much weight. You won't lose too much weight. You'll feel fantastic. You'll feel great. You'll feel wonderful. And that's what you want. And I talk to people that have done that for three or six months, and their whole life changed. Their health changed. Their body changed. Because we're feeding our body chemicals, natural chemicals that are found in food. And it affects our genes. It affects all the pathways in our body for good health. You eat junk food, and it actually switches your genes from good to bad. We can actually change our genes and our DNA by changing our diet. Diet is 90% of your health. The other is exercise. And you don't need a marathon to become healthy. You don't need to work two or three hours a day to be healthy. Now, if you're working for a, for a purpose, maybe you're bodybuilding, maybe you want to make a lot more muscles, even that I don't believe anybody needs more than 30 minutes to 45 minutes, two or three times a week. But most of those two or three hours in the gym are yakking and talking and walking around, watching TV, just not working out. Now, if you work out fast and furious, like the high-intensity workout, you'll lose weight. You'll, you'll be tighter and, and leaner and in great shape. You'll lose all that fat. And you'll lose your belly fat. You can't lose belly fat eating the American diet, the carbohydrate sugar diet, and just cut your calories. You have to change your chemistry. And by changing the food you're eating now to a new variety of natural chemicals found in the good food, 
you'll change your chemistry. You'll change your body health. So you can do it. You may not want to do it. You may not want to give up the junk food. You may not want to give up the garbage. So if you want to be healthy and you're desperate to be healthy, believe me, you can be healthier, much, much healthier. No matter where you are in life, no matter what conditions you suffer under and how old you are, all of those mean nothing. Just change your diet. Try to get some exercise in. Even just 10 minutes, 10 minutes, experts have found is enough two or three times a week to make a difference in your health. I like to move about 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, but I try to shoot for 30 minutes in my workouts. And I found better results even if I do only 30 minutes once a week, I find I have better results than I have when I worked out three, four times a week for an hour or two. Because food makes the difference. It's the most powerful. Let me, let me, it may not sound right, but food could be your drug. Let food be your drug. It'll have a bigger impact on your health than any other drug medication, or changes. Food is the answer. It'll make a difference in your life. And we're here to share with you lots of good information. But you know what? You can follow me in a lot of different places. You can go to my website, terrytalksnutrition.com. Listen to the radio show, either on live or on demand. You can subscribe to my newsletter, or read all the newsletters that are there in the archive section. And you can listen to the past radio shows. You can ask me questions. And you can follow me on my YouTube, which is youtube.com slash Terry Talks Nutrition. And you can also listen and watch our podcast with Dr. Lynn and myself. We do podcasts. They're up there. They're on YouTube. And you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, Player FM, Audible, Deezer, and Podcast Attic. There's a lot of good ways to follow us. And go to Facebook. I will be happy to have you follow me on Facebook. I post a lot of stuff. Some is personal. Well, it doesn't. Is it, it isn't very personal after it's on Facebook. But I also I also have Terry Talks Nutrition website, and I post a lot of good things on natural information, scientific studies. I have a little, what I call, did you know? And I post them on Facebook. Did you know? And I have a topic that I address on my Did You Know section. You can find that all on Terry Talks Nutrition. Or you can follow me by my name, my proper name, 
Terry Lemerond, L-E-M-E-R-O-N-D. You can find all my books on my website. You can find my books on Amazon. The more you read, the more you listen, the more you think about your health, you're going to have great health. Are you tired of being sick and tired? Then there's where you start. And today, we're going to talk about, well, first of all, we're going to talk about our dogs. We're going to talk about a probiotic for dogs. Probiotics are commonly used by humans. We all need the good bacteria in our intestinal tract. In fact, an old friend of mine who was an FDA agent and was working out in North or South Dakota, and he was doing a research project on probiotics for hogs and found out that it improved the meat quality, improved their health, improved everything about them. So he left the government as a employee, the FDA, and he started doing research on probiotics for humans, and he came up with a combination of probiotics. And he, after all of his research, he said there's nothing else that we need that is so dramatic other than probiotics. Well, that was his opinion. It's not my opinion. I don't agree, but I do absolutely agree that probiotics are important for both humans, any living substance, any living thing. So we're going to talk about probiotics for dogs. We're going to talk about what happens when we have a B12 deficiency. How important is B12? And you know, all the junk foods, you're going to find a lot of chemicals, synthetic chemicals. And food coloring. So you have to be careful of some things like red 40. Is that in your food that you're eating? And here's a wake-up call for you. Diabetes rates in kids is predicted to be, actually, to surge, skyrocket. And what happens for the heart when you include CoQ10? CoQ10 is one of my favorite supplements for heart health and gum health, oral cavity health, bleeding gums, periodontal disease. And what do we know about Boswellia in terms of treating COVID-19? or viral infection. We know that Boswellia is great as an anti-inflammatory for joint health, but now there's new research that shows it has a tremendously positive effect for reducing COVID-19 infection. And then we see a surge in cancer from eating cured meats. Well, let's go on to the topics because we have lots to do. And we have so much to gain, so let's talk a little bit about how these topics today can affect your health and make you a healthier person for the future. This is, this is 2023. This is going to be our time to really make the difference. So probiotics for dogs. J. 
just like people, just like humans, dogs, and any living thing, are healthiest when their gastrointestinal tract system has a high level of beneficial bacteria. We have bacteria in our gut. It can be very bad, unhealthy bacteria, or it can be very good and providing very positive effects in our health. The same for dogs. Boosting the level of good bacteria in your dog's intestines helps them digest food, absorb the nutrients of the food they're eating more effectively, and at a higher absorption rate. It reduces gas. If you have a dog, dog I think you... Well, you, at one time or another, <laughs> uh, found that your dog can relieve gas, right? And it's terrible. Have you ever been in your car when your dog has to, hmm, relieve gas? Terrible. But that's because they don't have the right bacteria. The right bacteria will sweeten their intestinal tract. They won't have gas. You don't know suffering <laughs> until you have been trapped in a room or a car with a gassy dog. I have. And that's when I realized I'm, I'm adding more probiotics. I do every day. My dog just fights me if I try to give her a tablet or something that she has to take orally. She will spit it out every time. And if I put it in her food, she'll dig it out or bypass it. Leave that little tablet laying in the bottom of her dish every time. So now I have tablets of probiotics for my little Bella. And I crush them between spoons. And I mix the powder in her food and she eats it all. No more gas. No more eating grass outside. She has a sweet tummy and a sweet intestines because it will control intestinal inflammation. Yeah, actually, even inflammatory bowel disease. So there's a big, huge benefit of using probiotics for dogs. Now, a dog's stomach is much, much more acidic than humans. Some sources that I have been able to research show that dogs have 10 times more acidity in their stomach than a human stomach. Now, we need acids. Dogs eat, need acids. We need acids. Acids are not bad for us. It's the bad acids that are made from sugar and carbohydrates that are bad for us. So when you have acid reflux, or if you have a very acidic, what some people think is a very acidic stomach, and they have, they want to find a way, I should say, is to get rid of all that acid. Then that's why a dog can eat raw food, or food that would make a human really sick. You know, they can drink out of a contaminated Water pool. They can eat the most ungodly stuff. Some dogs even have 
not been able to kick the habit of eating their own poop or eating some of the other poop. I know a family that asked me a question about their dog. Their dog was going into the poop box for the cats and eating the cat's poop. And it doesn't make them sick. They have a high level of acidity. We don't have that level of acidity, but we still need stomach acid because that stomach acid will kill off the bacteria. And we get sick sometimes because we don't have enough acid. Now, we need hydrochloric acid. That's the kind that is excreted from the stomach lining into our stomach when we eat to break down the proteins, the minerals. Only protein and minerals are broken down in the stomach. Carbohydrates, sugar, they go on into the intestines to be broken down. But if you eat a lot of carbohydrates in the stomach, you're going to get a lot of gas and over-acidity. And then you'll say, I have heartburn. Of course, because you're adding too much of the acidity that should not be there. Now, there are two very proven probiotics for dogs. Bifidobacterium bifidum. Well, I don't think it makes a lot of difference what these bacteria are. You probably won't remember them. But they can be shown to speed the dog recovery from acute diarrhea by over 40%. And when you administer these two bacterias, about 2.5 billion of a combination of these probiotics daily with your dog's regular meal, you're going to see a substantial change in their intestinal tract. How they digest foods. If they have a gassy reaction or not a gassy reaction. And usually when they're trying to eat grass, they're trying to throw up because they're not digesting the food. Before I was able to give my little Bella the probiotics that I really wanted, I couldn't find the one that I thought she should have until I ran across these two proven probiotics. Now she never eats grass. She never throws up. Because these probiotics will sweeten the intestinal tract of dogs, and they're made specifically for dogs. They're not a human strain. Humans need a human strain of probiotics. Canine dogs need a very specific form of probiotics that are only used for dogs. And I've actually seen products on the market in health food stores that are selling a probiotic that is not a human strain. But they can get a higher level of probiotics. So I would recommend a good tablet of a probiotic containing these two forms of bacteria. Go to your health food store and look for a good probiotic. And if, if it doesn't work, try another one. There's multiple products out there that are very, very effective.
All right, let's go on and talk about our human needs, like vitamin B12. That is a human requirement. And here are some warning signs of a B12 deficiency. And these symptoms can include ringing of the ears. A lot of people have that problem today, especially the elderly. Ringing of the ears or in the ears. That's a B12 deficiency. Fatigue and shortness of breath. Diarrhea. A swollen tongue. Muscle spasms and twitches. Mental confusion and memory loss. Struggling to find the right word. Numbness. Tingling. Strange sensations in the hands, arms, legs, feet. Poor concentration. These are all the symptoms. Not all, everyone will not experience all of them, but these are some of the symptoms that one or two or three people will experience when they are deficient in vitamin B12. So let me just run by that again make sure that ringing in the ears, very, very common problem today. I'm always asked that question. And B12 is the first thing you want to try to reduce that ringing in the ears. Everybody wants more energy. Fatigue. Shortness of breath. Diarrhea. A swollen tongue. And here's another one. Always muscle spasms and twitches. Some people lay in bed at night and they twitch. Can't go to sleep. Then they have muscle spasms, cramping. Yes, that has a lot of relationship to calcium and magnesium too, but B12 is another one. Numbness, tingling, strange sensations in the hands, arms, legs, and feet. Poor concentration. That's a big one. Poor concentration. People just cannot learn anymore. They don't have the learning skills. They don't remember things. They can't concentrate. Well, I'll tell you more about B12. But we're going to stop for a few seconds for some commercials and for the station to identify itself. And then we're going to come back and talk more about B12 and what you should look for in a B12 supplement because it's only found in animal food. And many people do not eat enough animal food. So remember, this is Terry Naturally. We'll come back right here on Terry Talks Nutrition right after this. And welcome back, my friends. We're back here until the top of the hour. We have another second portion of our program. And we're talking about B12 and some of the warning signs of B12. We're also talking about what we can do to take a B12 product and what it can do. So this is a relatively common problem. And you know what? Doctors, God love them, they do some remarkable things. They save lives. 
they really are a credit to the community. But I have to be honest with you, and if they were honest, they would tell you the same. They know nothing. Zip. Little. No. Nothing. About vitamins and minerals. And nutrition. Now, I've heard doctors tell their patients, because the patient tells me, food has nothing to do with your health. So, I, I, that makes me think, whatever you eat doesn't make any difference. Excuse me? Food is our medicine. It's what makes us healthy or unhealthy. And that has been, that's thousands of years old. That goes back millions of years when food was the only medicine, the only drug. The only thing that kept us healthy. It's just not calories. It's just not there to satisfy us, to fill our stomachs, to make us happy, to give us pleasure. We couldn't survive without vitamins and minerals. And we don't, we don't survive without vitamins and minerals. We have deficiencies of those vitamins and minerals. And the symptoms that crop up, like ringing of the ears, there's drugs for it. So they take what a deficiency of a vitamin and mineral, and then because the drug companies are in cahoots with the FDA, the FDA says the only ability to cure a disease is with a drug by a drug company. They would never say B12 deficiency can cause ringing of the ears. Oh, let's go look for a drug for that because they have carte blanche to sell anything they want for a disease that is really a deficiency of a nutrient. Absolutely insane. So doctors often miss common conditions caused by a B12 deficiency. And for some patients, and this is on record, getting a correct diagnosis of a B12 deficiency can take as long as 10 years. So you might be treating your condition with a drug that has major side effects that may take another drug prescription to treat the condition caused by the drug, the first drug. That may take 10 years and you're suffering for 10 years, and it is only a deficiency of a vitamin. Doctors are not trained, educated, to look for a B12 deficiency. Why would they? Medical schools that are subsidized by the drug companies only want them to know about drugs. Drugs, drugs, drugs. Here's my problem. Oh, here's the drug. Here's my problem. Here's the drug. Here's my problem. You know the answer. It's a drug. So doctors are not trained or educated on vitamins and minerals and what their symptoms are. There are textbooks, medical textbooks, that were very common in the 30s and the 40s. Really good, solid research. 
coming out of universities and the side of the, the, the symptoms, I should say, that are brought on because of a deficiency. Like zinc, for example. Zinc, we need on a daily basis. And it's only found in animal food, flesh, like beef. And not many people eat beef. Not many people eat animal products. There's a lot of people who are very deficient. There's a lot of kids that are very deficient. And zinc is one of the most powerful antiviral compounds, minerals, you'll ever find. And it, we can't store it. It's not in our body. And if you're deficient, even in a week, just for one week, you are marginally deficient in zinc, and that's enough to cause a viral infection. Doctors don't want anything like that known. There were doctors that were actually blacklisted because they talked about vitamins and minerals on Facebook or on Twitter. This is a crazy world, all designed for drug therapy and the consumption of garbage food. And the available tests today are not very accurate, especially in B12 deficiency, especially in older adults. B12 deficiency symptoms may be mistaken for other problems, such as dementia, when in fact the problem is easily treatable. Older adults may have insufficient stomach acid which then leads to a reduction of B12 absorption. So we need to think about all these things when we want to improve the correction of a B12 deficiency. I'd like to take B12 along with B6 and folate. That is a combination that is extremely effective for all of these conditions that we just mentioned, plus mental clarity, focus, memory, increased learning skills, and also reducing pain, arthritis with B6, and also that combination of B12, B6, and folate is very effective for heart health. Now, these three vitamins, B6, B12, and folate, can be found in a certain form. They're methylated. They're methyl. That means they are already converted in the body or before it even gets into the body. Because if you take B12, B6, and folic acid, it has to go through the liver to be converted into the biologically form of these nutrients. But now they have been able to convert these three vitamins, B12, B6, and folic acid into folate and into P5P for B6 
pyridoxophosphate, and methylcobalamin. It used to be called cyanocobalamin. Cyanocobalamin is not very easily absorbed and has to go through the liver to be converted into the methylated form. So look for B12 as methylcobalamin. That's the active form of vitamin B12. No conversion in the liver is required. You're getting the best of the best. And I would say in a dosage of 1,000 to 1,500 micrograms daily, or up to 6,000 micrograms, depending on the health concerns that you may face. Very well tolerated. And no known toxicity. And it can, I, and I like it, combined, B12 combined with the other B vitamins, B6, known as P5P, or folate, which is the natural form of folic acid, known as methylfolate. Very excellent combination, these three together. You know, some of these vitamins and mineral combinations are worth their weight in gold. Better than drugs. And they restore your health rather than destroying your health. Now, I'm not against drugs. But if we use drugs only for the things that were beyond the ability for vitamins and minerals to make a difference quickly, auto accidents, uh, it could be any kind of a work accident, anything like, or a or heart attack or a stroke. We need drugs, but we need about 10% of the drugs that are now sold on the market, prescribed. About 10% is what we really need. The rest are, are a waste because they are treating symptoms and signs that are only associated with a nutritional deficiency. All right, is red 40. Red, R-E-D, the color. Color red, 40. What happens to your food? Well, red 40 is linked to inflammatory bowel disease. I find so many people today with colitis, mucus colitis, Crohn's disease, irritable bowel syndrome. Well, researchers in Canada report that an artificial food coloring made from petroleum, petroleum, yep, you're eating petroleum, red 40, may damage the intestinal lining and cause inflammatory bowel disease and ulcerative colitis. Where do you find red 40? Well, it's used in all sorts of candy, soda, chips like Doritos, and Pepsi, as well as baked goods. So they wanted to do some research to find out what effect red 40 in food would have on animals. 
So they gave mice red 40 in their food for 12 weeks. The results? The mice fed red 40. Experienced within 12 weeks inflammatory damage of the colon, resulting in mild colitis, just in 12 weeks. This research confirms a study published last year, which reported that red 40 and yellow 6. Now, don't these all seem like, wow, they don't seem really bad, right? How could red 40 and yellow 6 be bad? Well, because they're synthetic chemicals that should never be in our diet. And these two chemicals, red 40 and yellow 6, cause inflammatory bowel disease when the immune system is dysregulated. When the immune system isn't functioning well, it can't stop the inflammatory damage. And now drug companies and doctors are jumping on the bandwagon thinking that the immune system is the answer to all of our problems. And I would not disagree. But they're using drugs, vaccines, to try to regulate the immune system. We have vitamins and minerals that are known to regulate and improve the quality of the immune function. So when the immune system was malfunctioning in the mice, the animals with normal immune function did not develop inflammatory bowel disease when exposed to these chemicals. So your immune system is everything. It regulates so much in your body, stops viral infections, stops COVID-19. You know, I think this is my personal opinion, but I, after all my research, and there's thousands and thousands and thousands of studies on, on zinc and selenium, and I thought of all these people that have died during the pandemic. They were the ones that had underlying health conditions. So that tells us they have a underactive, malfunctioning immune system. The elderly and all these people, even children, are not getting zinc and selenium. They're not stored in our body. We have to have them on a daily basis. That means we need those nutritious foods that will give us the most of the zinc and selenium. But I don't take my chance. I don't want anything. You know, we can't afford to, to be wondering if we got our zinc and selenium. So I take it. I take a supplement of zinc and selenium about 30 milligrams of zinc and about 200 micrograms of selenium. Now, one or two capsules or servings of those dosages will do it. I would not go beyond two capsules or two servings because selenium can be problematic if taken in too high of a dosage. We can't live without it, but we also don't want to live with a too high level because there are side effects at a very high level. So I would not go beyond one or two servings of 30 milligrams of zinc and 200 
micrograms of selenium. But I know the elderly did not get zinc and selenium. I know kids did not get zinc and selenium. Kids don't eat meat, or very few do. And what about all those that are in low-income families that don't have the ability to serve meat? They might be eating only carbohydrates, bread, beans, pasta. There's a little bit of zinc in those foods, but they are not absorbed because of the phytates that are also found in grains, corn, beans, bread, that would prevent the absorption of zinc. But I think all these people died for no reason. And I also believe, and there are studies that back it up, that when people are put on a ventilator, because of animal studies that shows that when an animal is put on a ventilator in research, and if they're deficient in zinc, they die. And unfortunately, 90% of all the food dyes, colors, dyes, used in the U.S. is red 40, yellow 5, and yellow 6. And we have a problem coming up now. I guess this is a wake-up call for us. Diabetes, type 2. The rates in the U.S. for kids is predicted to surge in the next few years. And this is totally avoidable. Totally. For humans or kids, type 2 diabetes is not diabetes, is not a disease. It is a condition caused by so much sugar being consumed by Americans that we do not have enough insulin in our body to take care of all the sugar. When we eat a small amount of sugar or carbohydrates, very small, insulin is produced to manage that sugar and deliver it to the cell to provide energy. But we are consuming hundreds of times more sugar than is required by the body. So the insulin can't be produced in a sufficient quantity. Enough of it cannot be produced to manage all that sugar. So if you drive up to your gas station and you want to fill up your car, and when it gets to the top, you just keep pouring more gas in. But that's never going to work, right? Well, somebody will say, well, you need another gas tank if you're going to put that much gas in. So you're putting in way too much gas for what you need to manage what is required for energy of the engine to take you where you want to go. So insulin is produced by the pancreas. But only a small amount of insulin compared to the level of sugar that we are consuming in America over the last 100 years. It has gone up, skyrocketed up. 
from a few pounds of sugar per year per individual to about 250 pounds of sugar per year per individual. That's a hell of a lot of sugar. So now diabetes is expected to surge dramatically in kids, young people, in the next few decades. Here's what experts say today. If current trends continue by 2060, experts predict a 700 increase in the number of people under 20 with type 2 diabetes. Did you see all the advertising on TV? Most of it is geared to sugar levels in A1C. And I hate some of the music that goes along with these ads. Makes me want to throw up. And they're trying to get everybody convinced that, oh, we're trying to save your life because type 2 diabetes is so rampant. It's a pandemic. Why don't they just say, stop eating sugar? You won't have a sugar problem. You won't have type 2 diabetes. Yeah, there are a few that may because of their genetics, but it's a very, very small percentage of people that truly have type 2 diabetes. Everybody can kick the habit. Just stop eating sugar. Stop eating carbohydrates. And the biggest risk factor is obesity. And obesity rates in children, in children, have more than tripled since the 1970s and will continue to increase in the decades ahead. 18% of children, 18% of all children are classified as obese. How does our health look? Not very, very good. It's a shame that we treat our kids. Of course, we treat the kids like we treat ourselves. Let's talk about a supplement for your heart, which includes CoQ10. Some of the best nutrients for your heart To access the effective dietary ingredients on heart health, scientific researchers analyzed data from 884 studies with a total of 900,000 subjects, people. They looked for beneficial effects on nine measures of the heart. Heart function, including blood pressure, blood sugar, triglycerides, A1C levels, and insulin levels. And the results, several nutrients improved at least two of the nine risk factors, including moderate to high-quality evidence for omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin D, magnesium and zinc, melatonin, curcumin, quercetin, and CoQ10. Now, CoQ10 proved to be extremely excellent for your heart and your brain. CoQ10 is essential 
for cellular energy. Your heart and brain use more energy than any other organs in your body. The health benefits for the heart include reduced blood pressure, reduced risk of dying from heart disease, helps lower blood sugar levels, treats muscle pain and weakness associated with fattened drugs. And anyone with periodontal disease, pyrrhea, bleeding gums, CoQ10 will cure in a week or two. Amazing. So what kind of CoQ10 should you use? There are a variety of forms of CoQ10. The one I use, and the one that I always suggested, suggest, is CoQ10, 100 milligrams, in a chewable form, with a very important absorption extender, or an enhanced absorption extender, called gamma cyclodextrin. Gamma cyclodextrin boosts the absorption of CoQ10 by up to eight times over standard CoQ10 supplements. So when you take a 100 milligrams chewable tablet, complexed with gamma cyclodextrin, which is a natural starch, doesn't have any calories, you don't absorb it, but it complexes with CoQ10 to create a higher level of, of absorption. So when you take 100 milligrams, that's equivalent to 800 milligrams. And then there are more reasons to take CoQ10. Anyone with kidney disease, neurological diseases such as Parkinson's disease, and migraine headaches. I talked to a lady recently. She had migraine headaches for years. Within a month after taking the chewable CoQ10, she only would get a migraine headache ever so often. It had reduced it 90%. But that, my friends, I've got to run. We only have a very few seconds before we walk out of here and get on to our day. And I hope you have a fantastic, beautiful, wonderful day. And always I'll pray for this crazy world. We sure need help. God is the only one that's going to make a difference in our lives. And with that, my friends, God bless you, and God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.